The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, here it is. It is, what day is this? I know it's Thursday. 21st. It's the 21st. <laughs> Not quite Christmas. It's four days before Christmas. I was counting mm-hmm. to Christmas. I wasn't counting to game day. I'm counting down the days to Christmas. And so here it is, Thursday, and there are football players on a football field. Christmas has come early. We actually can watch players on the field today. Unfortunately, we don't have a window. We, we can't. Every, yeah, everyone else During can the first upstairs. break, Mickey will be sneaking outside and letting us know well, what players are on that football. Here's field. all you need to know is okay. Zach is doing better, he said, uh, and Tyron they'll see on Saturday. That was the alarming thing on the injury report on Wednesday. It's yes. not that Tyron missed practice. He uh, did not participate in practice. Is no big deal because you, to the side it says veteran rest day. But when and it says back, back next yes. to him, then that's yes. a concern. Yes. Mm-hmm. And evidently it happened in the game. So we'll have to wait till Saturday. A game he finished. A game he finished. Um and then for Zach Martin, uh, he said he thought he'd do a little bit more today. So we'll see where that one goes. Okay. But um, you mentioned they would be on the practice field, and it'll be their last padded practice. Hmm. And I can't remember if they give you extra for the playoffs. They've got to. Right, you would assume at least would. one a week, especially right? when you get the first round by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a short week next week, and then yeah, now that's what he was talking about in the press conference. They asked him about you know this time of year, and he goes, "Well, he said it makes it tough because." And he, his reference was, "You've got Christmas coming up after the game Mm -hmm. and it's a short week to saturday so uh, i think he might be implying that they might have to do something on monday the coaches are going to be doing something on monday and you know maybe the the players players, well you're getting back at after midnight right yeah so they'll have around they'll have monday off but then you got you got tuesday Tuesday will be like Wednesday, Mm -hmm. right? Wednesday like Thursday, and so there's like Friday, and then you're playing on Saturday. So just be fortunate. You feel fortunate that Christmas Day happens to fall on Monday this year, and you can spend it. The players can spend it with family, but but the coaches, the coaches can spend uh, the first part of Christmas morning if if with their families. Well, they'll spend all day Saturday preparing for Detroit mm. and uh, from a I mean practice standpoint um, you know on Mondays they don't practice but they come in and they watch film mm-hmm. and they do their running and get their lift so they got to make up that on or, Tuesday or, yeah 
but you want to, which know. is basically, and the way they've been handling Wednesdays uh, here recently has been the later practice. And that's what the they're going to do. I've yeah. already seen the schedule. Yeah. That's what they're yeah. going to do. So, uh, yeah, you got to work around it. And uh, so it's not ideal that the next game's on a Saturday. Uh, and I would imagine the following Monday, so that's New Year's Day, they're probably coming in. And then it's still right now the flex if it's on the 6th or the 7th, correct, for the Washington game? Uh, I don't... It could be. I can't imagine that the Cowboy game will be that important. But it will likely stay mm-hmm. where it is. Yeah, because it has to. They have if, if there's something on the line, they have to play at the same time the Eagles play. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles are playing the Giants. Yeah, I know that, but I was trying the, to see on the, on the road time. I don't know that they it, don't have times on these. There's your media guide right it, here. It, time and day set. is not set yet. It's not set. Right. So, but whatever it's set, it'll be at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, so you can't sit there and say, oh, we don't have to play Two, this. Two, both games on the East Coast, it's likely to be noon games. Yeah, yeah. Which would and help. And with things basically decided. Yeah. Maybe not. There's a real good chance it won't be. Did you hear <laughs> Did you hear uh, Mike McDaniel answer that question yesterday? Uh-uh. I was trying to print it out so I can read the whole thing, and the printers weren't working. Somebody asked him with about, him. You need you need to hear it. Yeah, yeah with I know. His, his his delivery is I'll, unique. I'll, yeah. par- I'll paraphrase. Um, and they, I I asked about this, so I was able to write it. Um, so he was asked about the stretch run, mm-hmm. and he asked, uh, and the question was, so what do you think about this stretch run? Um, you know, with so much on the line, you got three games to go, and his answer started out with. Not much. And then he went into this long explanation. He goes, uh, all I'm concerned about is the next game. And the next game is Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, uh, so that's all. uh, And that's a very good team we have to play. So basically, I told the players that if anybody asks you, about the stretch run and what's coming up and and, and it has nothing to do with the Dallas Cowboys, I give you clearance with all due respect to tell whoever asked you that to F off. Yep. (laughs) With all due respect. (laughs) It was was great. And you had to, and you're right, his delivery is so good. So the last all due respect, he was like, and all due respect. (laughs) So yesterday in the press conference, somebody asked Mike McCarthy, if he had seen hard knocks and just if that gives the Cowboys any type of advantage or anything. And Mike McCarthy, he said, no. Right. And so last night I get home and I went on a little deep dive into hard knocks. Yeah. I watched four and a half episodes. No just, way. I did. I, I binge watched last night, yeah. but I just wanted to see their team, how, you know, they are just this season. And I didn't realize that they had been filming it since their first, uh, it was against the Raiders on November 19th. That's Uh when they started filming it in season. And it's obviously week by week right now. 
So it's actually very interesting to watch last night. Their coaching dynamic with Mike McDaniel is extremely interesting. He mm-hmm. has a very, you know, very interesting coaching dynamic with that team. So did you learn anything other than that? Not that we'll Any give the Cowboys. Any going to help uh, the Cowboys out? All I know is they said a lot in the show that his goal was to win all of the games in December. And that was based on the fact that they had lost all four games in December last season. And uh-huh. so it was still kind of haunting McDaniel. So his whole thing was we need to win in December. So they beat the Commanders. And so far? They mean beat this the, year? It, this year in December, they beat the Commanders. They didn't. They've already failed because they lost to Tennessee. And then the following week, loses to Tennessee at home, right? Then they won beat the Jets. Right. And now you have the Cowboys on the line. So they're aiming to win this game because he wants to win in December. Mm. And on December 31st, they have Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So that's still December, right? So five games. Five they got. Well, he better win in January, too. If, <laughs> if, oh, that's if the Buffalo to... game, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless he wins, if it wins the next two, then he clinches the division without having to beat Buffalo. But um, so um, when you we talked about Zach and uh, Tyron, yes. Mm-hmm. So Miami's injury report, yes. If you saw that, three fifths of their offensive line did Long. not practice yesterday. So out uh, was their left tackle Taron Armstead. Out was their. Um, starting right guard Robert Hunt and also out was their starting right tackle Austin Jackson so we'll keep an eye on where that I goes. can give you uh, I can give you an, an update as of just the last quarter hour because they've minutes already ago, practiced right or Tyreek Hill returned to practice for the first time since ankle injury all right now as far as the offensive line goes this is you know you're familiar with Barry Jackson who covers the team yes. in Miami um, only Hunt uh, Robert Hunt and uh, Austin Jackson were not at the portion of practice open to the media today. Okay. Kendall Lamb, primarily a left tackle in his career, said he's comfortable playing right tackle if needed on Sunday. He played at right tackle Sunday for a time after Jackson exited with his oblique injury. And then uh, that was 10 minutes ago from Barry Jackson. And then seven minutes ago. <laughs> so Toronto Armstead might be the only offensive line starter available against Dallas. He's the left tackle with Williams and Wynn, Connor Williams and Isaiah Wynn on injured reserve. We already knew that, and right? Hunt and Jackson not healthy. Uh, Cotton. Eichenberg, Robert Jones, and Lamb, if Jackson can't play, would likely fill out the starting group. And that's who started last week. The interior uh, offensive line for Miami last week against the Jets. They had 
Lester Cotton, who is a undirected free agent in 2019 Alabama, who they picked up off waivers from Las Vegas last year. He was starting at one guard spot. Liam Eichenberg moved over to play at center, as Connor Williams had been their starting center and was basically one of the highest-graded centers in the league this year before he went out with an injury. So, And Eichenberg was playing – he had a, a boot on one of his feet this past week as he spoke with the media. So he's hobbled, and but but playing. And then Robert Jones was the other starter, and he was an undrafted free agent in 2021 by Miami, uh, signed by Miami. So they had two college free agents starting at guard and Eichenberg on one uh, foot, and then their right tackle, um, Jackson, is not practicing this week with an oblique injury, left the game against the Jets with an oblique. And see, and he it was the one guy on that offensive line that had started every game. Mm-hmm. And, and they had just he was Austin Jackson. Yes. Right. And has been playing well enough that they signed him to a three-year, $36 million contract extension on December 7th. Then he goes and gets hurt. And then he gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and Eichenberg uh, has started three games – Four games at center and two games at – no, three games at right guard. So he's played. And right. they're already without uh, Win, which is their left guard that started the season. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games. And Eichenberg was a second-round draft pick two years ago. Right. 42nd overall pick out of Notre Dame. So he even – he started one game at left guard and then a bunch at center and then – Three at right, and he right guard. He was hurt to start the year, missed the first right. couple of games. So, so they got injury they, problems. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and so there, that's it, another reason too. It gets rid of the football so quickly, right? By design. Uh, did did they give an update on the running backs? Because both of them did not play yesterday, uh, or did not practice Ma- yesterday. Master nor uh, it, Chan. It was a vet rest day for um, Mozart, and then. Is it Devon? Devon? How do you A-chan. say his name? Devon Achan. Um, toe. I think it was a rest day for him. Wait, toe? Yeah, it says did not practice. And on this official deal here that I have, they've got uh, mustard uh, knee, ankle, rest. Mm-hmm. So take your pick. Was he resting because he was hurt, or did he have a knee and an ankle? Exactly. Uh, and... Uh, Tyreek Kill, I think you said he yep, returned he, to practice. He returned to practice. Yep. Uh, on defense, Emmanuel Ogba is questionable to play this week. Melvin Ingram is on their practice squad, by the way, and he could be elevated this week. So they had Ingram and Jason Pierre-Paul on their roster, and uh, Ingram's still with them and could be elevated this week. And they had nine guys listed as limited. It's December. It is. No one's Team, Teams go through this. Everybody's all over the got league. something. That's right? right. And there's a reason that you look at the top teams in the league that are ten and four or better. There's one common ingredient in those records. Those are healthy quarterbacks, basically. Yes. Think about San Absolutely. Francisco at eleven and three, and they've got a healthy Brock Purdy. Baltimore is eleven and three. They've got a healthy Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts for the Eagles is healthy. Um, Dak here. 
And then you've got uh, Tua there in Miami, healthy, uh, with a 10-4 and four record. Mm-hmm. And so and the it's others, a game of attrition. The others for the Cowboys, a Hooker uh, did not practice with the ankle, and he did not play last week. Uh, who was the other one? Jonathan like, Hankins. Hankins is out. Yeah. So that's a high ankle sprain. He's not – he won't be – he's lucky. If he well, as much as this team attacks the C-gap and wider, I'm thinking Jonathan Hankins would not be pursuing to the edge, you know, right? <laughs> I that, – that was one thing I wanted to – Well, you look it up. And when we up. come back here on Mix Shots, oh, I cannot wait to find out what Mickey just looked up. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, we have breaking news from the practice field here at the Star in Frisco. We have rain. They are out there. (laughs) Oh, boy. In the rain. There's rain in the forecast for Sunday, too. And I was just looking up uh, the forecast for Sunday. You say there's rain and the forecast for Sunday I in Miami. It Doesn't day. it I don't know if it happens this time of the year, but there are certain times of the year, like in the summer months, it where rains it rains every, day. every single day about yes. uh three oh well, what would be four twenty five in the afternoon. You're talking about in Miami. In Miami, yes. And then it gets a little humid and then uh-huh. the sun peaks out and then it starts raining again. And, and then you sweat. Exactly. <laughs> it's just a the cycle there. So you're saying there's a ch- I thought I saw a chance of rain. Okay, Sunday, Miami, Florida, All right. 77 degrees, wind 14 miles per hour, humidity 64%, mm. precipitation chance is 14%. Okay. 
All right. So, so you're chance. telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, and, uh, we taped the Mike McCarthy show right before his press conference and asked him about the weather because he would know. And he's like, well, yeah, there's a chance of rain. And, and he is uh, – they're monitoring whether they can – they're going to stay out in it for right now. The football players are still on the football field, and it's more of a drizzle right now. More that the the bigger accomplishment is the media is staying out there shooting practice. <laughs> are they right out now. there? Yeah. They didn't come running <laughs> there in. You go. They didn't scurry for the. Well, they had practice in Buffalo. It rained. Uh, yep. So it wasn't seventy-seven degrees though. No, right? it was miserable. Mm-hmm. It was a miserable day all around. By the way, so, so anyway. You mentioned Jonathan Hankins being yes. missing. So I was just curious on, because he's not like an every down player. And so I was looking, and so he missed Buffalo. Philadelphia, he got hurt. So if we go back to Seattle, he played 27 snaps. Washington, 31. Carolina, 25. Giants 18. Now he did play 42 snaps at Philadelphia when they lost. And then 24, 31. Uh, the most he's played, he's had uh, a 42 snap game against the Chargers and a 40 snap game against San Francisco. So. 42 against Philly and then 40 against San Francisco. You said Chargers. Chargers had 31. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, uh, 40 San Francisco. Uh, the most he's played is 57% against Arizona. Um, how come he played what? more against teams that were running all over him? Because they had leads. <laughs> <laughs> and their formation dictated that he's going to be on the field. When you fall behind by now the Philadelphia game, they, that is not the case. Well, neither are Arizona either. There, but Arizona, no, they got they got out to a lead, That's and so yeah, and so they're running the football. Oh, you meant them, right? The the opposition, yes, which yes. dictates why Jonathan Hankins is on the field. It's what formation the other team is in. Yeah, and if they are running a two tight end formation, then Jonathan Hankins is going to be on the field they for thirty five snaps game, against right? Arizona, against the Jets. When the Cowboys blew out the Jets here at home, he was on the field for 10 snaps yeah, because they're not running the football trying to catch up in that game. Or the Giants, the first game, 18 snaps. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, anyway, the way these teams are attacking the Cowboys, it's on the edge, not up the middle. So, uh, now San Francisco got him a lot up the middle, and he ended up playing 40 snaps. So, anyway... Look, I just don't, you know, it, it just seemed like some people were giving him an excuse on the mm-hmm. running game because he didn't play. It certainly didn't help that he wasn't there, but I don't think he was the total answer for right. why they the biggest difference gave up 266 you know, yards rushing. And what did Dan Quinn indicate the biggest difference was? Talked about tackling. 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 Was it 12 missed tackles? I thought I heard 17. Okay. It was like a season by, by the They hadn't finished counting the missed tackles by the time Dan Quinn talked to the media on Monday. They were still Wait, counting Wait, did you ask up. how many tackles that we missed, missed. against Buffalo? Yes. 17. Yeah. 
Yeah. There you go. She got my notes for me. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna send you a copy. It's a little bit better than <laughs> my memory, show. right? <laughs> so that has to improve. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I would like to go back and and just look at uh, what they count as missed tackles, because I saw a lot of guys running free. It's like, some, so is it a missed tackle if you don't touch the player? You, yeah, you take the yeah. seriously. No, you, I'm serious. If you take the wrong it, angle, you take the wrong angle. Yeah. And, and you don't even get close enough to even put get a hand on him. But is that still a missed tackle from a defensive standpoint? Obviously, from offense, well, he didn't break tackle the tackle, or whatever. But from might a, be different. That's why usually <laughs> after the coaches grade the film, there are more missed tackles than what some neutral observer in the press box says there is because the coach knows what that player was supposed to do on that play okay and if he takes it's a missed assignment turns Mm -hmm. into a quote-unquote missed tackle because you uh took the wrong route to on a play or whatever so the guys lined up wrong on the on the fan brought up the the speed that teams have beat the cowboys with and they brought up rondale moore in the Arizona game, would he go 42 yards? Mm-hmm. He was untouched. Mm-hmm. So there were no missed tackles because of the speed. It, it was a well, he was untouched assignment. because of his speed. Yeah, right. Yeah, he just <laughs> ran right by everybody, right? Somebody up front didn't do their job. Mickey, I'm having this middle picture of Mickey running with the football and still might have been able to go 42 I, yards. I think, I think I might have been able to. I, th- I agree. I'm here for this. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and for sure. Go put the, on your pads, Mickey. The athletic savvy would have been able to do it, too. You know, I was watching a little bit of the Dolphins against the Jets last week. And, of course, that was without Tyreek Hill. And, you know, it's it struck me in first part of that game, they were throwing wide receiver screens, little bubble screens out to the outside. Tua was getting the ball out very quickly. And it was almost – you could describe their offense early in that game against the Jets. It was a Hawaiian Island offense. You got a quarterback from Hawaii. It was like you got the mainland here <laughs> where you've got a couple of running backs who can break it at any time, Raheem Mostert or A-Chan. A-Chan has elite speed. And then you can put Waddle out here on Oahu, okay, and then you got Tyreek on Maui over here. And it's like these little islands that you got an <laughs> island over here, you got an island over here, and you got the big island in the middle. And then Tua just decides, okay, we're going to operate off of the big island on this handoff to Mostert. But you got to defend Maui and Oahu over here. What okay. about Kauai? Well, that's a slot. That's Braxton Berrios in the slot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you could put HN in the slot. Okay, you put Mostert in the backfield, you put HN, and then you could and um uh, it's it's a very stressful on a defense, I think. Well, it is. And what needs to happen is the Cowboys need to stress the Miami defense. You know, just because they ran yeah, for the Cowboys 200... have those same type weapons. Yeah. And just because Buffalo ran for two hundred and sixty six yards mm-hmm. doesn't mean the Cowboys offense can't get going so i was looking at their 
defense a little bit, mm-hmm. especially after watching a lot of hard knocks last night. Yes. I was, you know, writing so, everything down. I want, I want to know, <laughs> you say what you're going to say here, okay. but I also want to know who are the personalities on their team that struck you. But go ahead and say what you were about to say. Uh, Bradley Chubb. Yes. He had three the, sacks last week against the Jets. Has nine and a half on the season. And now. he was the AFC player exactly. of the week. Exactly. Named AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Against the Jets, seven tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery. And by the way, that was also against a Jets team that mm-hmm. featured at quarterback the AFC Offensive Player of the Week from the previous week, Zach Mr. Wilson. Mr. Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that with tongue in cheek. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the Jets versus the Jets, the Dolphins allowed just 103 yards uh, which is the second fewest allowed in a game in dolphins history so i was looking a lot at their defense and one of the players that they feature i haven't gotten to bradley chubb if they're talking to him Mm -hmm. i think they do it in the next episode but they did feature a lot with jalen ramsey who was their addition this year and then they actually went over jalen phillips before he was injured Mm and uh when he was you know Pretty hurt a few weeks ago. So yep, out for the out Achilles for within injury. Achilles. Yeah. But the personalities, two was one of them. They show Tyreek Hill in the first episode. He's unbelievable. And but Tua two is a character in the show, that's for sure. Interesting. So you think Ramsey's on C D? Uh he was on Garrett Wilson last week. Okay. And he has twelve tackles so far. Ten solo, three interceptions this season. And they've got another cornerback in Xavier Howard who is well paid for his services out of Baylor. Did I see him on the I think he was he got he did get hurt last week on one play yep. I saw in particular. He got uh it was a collision in the middle of the field and what what did they say his hip. injury is? Hip. hip, yeah. You could tell on and that he, play. He did not practice. In fact, um Looking to see if I charted their plays. No, I did not last week. Um, but uh, and then you know Holland, the safety, was a really good player. They you know Vic Fangio. Uh, maybe we let's talk about their defense uh, in depth here when we come back here. And uh, of course Fangio and McCarthy have matched wits a number of times in their coaching careers. And so uh, we'll talk Dolphins defense when mixed shots continues in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? 
Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back to mixed shots. The 2024 NFL Pro Bowl games are taking over Orlando, and the roster is up to you. Cast your ballot for the 2024 Pro Bowl games, vote, and send your favorite Cowboys players to compete in the ultimate AFC versus NFC showdown this February. Vote now at DallasCowboys.com slash vote. Do you have a deadline on that? That little read there? Sometime next week, isn't it? Players go on to voting next week. Okay. Players vote next week. And we've got an update from the practice field. Breaking news from dun, the star dun, and dun, dun. There's our breaking news sounder. <laughs> there are no longer football players on the outdoor football field Shocking. here at the star in Frisco. The rain in, has intensified. It's beyond a drizzle. It's now what is a little bit beyond a drizzle. Uh, a shower. Okay, we have a shower outside, and um, there is nobody on that practice field. The media has deserted. The players deserted. I ran into a couple of media members as I walked outside, and they went indoors about five minutes ago. They had their so, raincoats on. Yes, they were drenched. All, yes, I was going to say. Yes. Basically, when they got to the team portion of practice, they went indoors. Mm-hmm. So they didn't spoil the team offense and defense and spoil the final padded practice of That's the right. regular season, by the way. So that makes sense. And tear up a brand new practice yeah. field. Yeah, and the grass that they just <laughs> laid down the other day, right? I mean, uh, I've never seen someone Tuesday. tear up a practice field on a Monday and have it done by Wednesday. It's crazy. It was Th- actually, that quickly, huh? It was done yesterday. They were out there. Yesterday was Wednesday. Yes. Oh, that's. But right. I know they were Sorry. rolling it. They were the rolling morning. it on Tuesday. Yeah. And it was but they a, were. Ro- they had a roller on it yesterday, patting it that back down. Well, they so. were doing it by hand before that. They had these big, uh, kind of square, uh, metal things, and they have a long stick on it, and they were pounding the side in. <laughs> it was. So it tell was, me, George Toma, is this a the uh, difficult time of the year to plant new sod? Uh, I guess they did. Is it ideal in the December? The grass in the middle was dying. So you just uh, once take again, care of this it. is the second time they've done that this season. Yeah. So this just is this is budgeted. I mean, they replanted the whole thing when we were at training camp. Yep. If um, you remember. Yep. Or just before we left, because I saw them rolling out all that sod, and I'm going, I could use was that. that. A, what are they going to do with it? Was that a product of the? incredibly hot summer that we had i'm gonna let you say it <laughs> we were in california uh, 
It was an incredibly hot summer that yeah. we had here. And the, the sun shines off of Dr. Pepper, too. By oh, way. yeah, that's right. It's even hotter out there. That's exactly right. So we've got that in the budget now every year <laughs> that we're going to resod. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. The grass budget. All right. All right. Uh, this uh, Dolphins defense, you've mentioned a couple of names. They have 48 sacks on the season, and uh, Jalen Phillips was injured, uh, tore his Achilles a couple of weeks ago, out for the year. However, they got other guys, including Bradley Chubb, who has uh, not only last week against the Jets, but throughout the season has been a top performer for them. He was a former number five overall pick of the Broncos about five years ago. And... Um, and Vic Fangio familiar with him from his time when he was the head coach mm-hmm. of the Broncos, too. And then you have two of the top five defensive tackles in sacks. Wilkins with Christian eight, Wilkins. eight sacks and Zach Siller. S- yep, Zach Siler, Siler, seven and a half sacks. Seven and a half. Wilkins, uh, Wilkins, first round draft pick in 2019, number 13 overall out of Clemson. And he has established himself as one of the top interior defensive lineman in the entire league in his career and he's a great team guy does he has he been featured on your binge watching of hard knocks <laughs> they have not been totally he featured seems... yet but they those two just they'll show some little cameo shots yeah. of them and they're just especially having last a good week. time at they, practice they combined last week uh, early in the game wilkins uh sacked Wilson uh, in his own end of the field. I think it was Siler who, re- who recovered the fumble at the one-yard line that led to the Dolphins' first touchdown of the game. Um, but, I mean, you combine uh, even disregarding Phillips, who is a first-round pick, with Chubb, Wilkins, Siler, and Ogba, who is a second-round pick. It's going on nearly 10 years ago now. Um there's 30 of their 48 sacks right there on those four players. Mm-hmm. They've got, so. uh, what, five five guys with one, two, three, four, at least five sacks with uh, Chubb, as you mentioned, leading with nine and a half, Wilkins with eight, Siler with seven and a half, and Phillips six and a half, and Agba five. So they've been pretty good getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I like going back and uh, just researching uh, when coaches match up against other coaches in their career that may not, that may be uh, definitely under the radar (laughs) when you go back in time. But 10 years ago, when Fangio was a defensive coordinator with the 49ers, and, well, it's 12 years ago, 2011, the Packers went 15-1, and And uh, they did not face San Francisco that year. That's the year they got knocked out of the playoffs by the Giants in the first round or divisional playoff round after having the best record in the league coming off their Super Bowl year. Was that the year they won like 13 straight? It may have been. They went 15-1 and one in the regular what season. What year did you say? 2011. Yeah, so that, 2010 that is when they won the Super yeah. Bowl. In 2011, right. they went 15-1. and one. 2012, it was an 11-5 and five season. And they lost to San Francisco in the opener, I believe, that year, and then lost to them in a wild uh, playoff game, 45-31. So if uh, – and, and get this, San Francisco, in that game, 
in 2012, 11 years ago, in the playoffs against the Packers. They won 45-31. They had 323 yards rushing and 263 passing. You know why they had 323 rushing in that game? Because they had a quarterback named Colin Kaepernick who went for 181 yards in that game. Frank Gore went, went, went for 119. So anyway, my point on this is when Fangio had the better players, he had McCarthy's number. But flip it to when he was at Chicago and went up against McCarthy twice a year. McCarthy went 6-1 and one against him. So when McCarthy has the better players, he wins. He, he wins. When Fangio has the better players, he wins. And, of so, course, they did meet, though, uh, here a couple of years ago Denver, when he was at Denver. Did Denver have the better I, players? I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But on that day, they seemed to. They did. <laughs> so um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, you were talking about. So check this out. Wilkins, he has not missed a game this year. Siler, every start. Uh, their linebacker, Baker. Missed, he's out now. He's out now. He, Baker. he missed the last two games. Linebacker, Long, uh, every start. Chubb, every start. You haven't got to Van Ginkle. I was about to bring him up. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. Van Number Ginkle. 43. Oh, he's only started one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The last three in a row. Mm. And he was featured in Ah. Hard Knocks because of the Jalen Phillips injury. He got his day against the commanders to really try and step into those shoes. And he had a pick and ran it in for a touchdown. So that he had a really good game, and they showed that on hard knocks. But I'm not sure what he has essentially done against the Titans and then the Jets. He's had he had eight starts, and Phillips had six starts. So they basically shared that position. But they haven't had many injuries on defense. So. It's going to be very interesting when you got the two top-scoring so, uh, teams in the league matched up against each other, and yet you have question marks on the offensive line due to injuries both for both teams. Right. Now, what do you think they're talking about? Like, what are they worried about with the Cowboys? It's a great question. I tried to tune into one of their uh, podcasts and was kind of looking up some of their stuff and they were actually doing an evaluation of just the Cowboys roster as a whole. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about DeMarcus Lawrence and Osa and a bunch of people, but I didn't get into the end of it. What, what their concerns are. So I'll come back tomorrow with that information. Oh, all right. All right. Homework assignment there. We're teasing ahead. I tried, as I am prone to do, I tried to go ahead and listen to go behind enemy lines and listen to sports talk radio in that town and i listened about an hour ago and to the sports talk station I'm, I'm probably the most popular one there i don't know they were playing some sort of wheel of fortune game and i wasn't able to get much out of that <laughs> <laughs> that's why i don't listen to this i rather you're tech you're going the right route go with the podcast yeah and you'll get better information I'll find out that some way. stuff from the team yeah right 
<laughs> I'm always curious about that because, you know, we sit here going on and on and on about what the Cowboys have to worry about. And I'm going, well, they probably see the Cowboys are 10 and 4. You know, they're, they're, running, they're looking at it. They're going, okay, I talked about the Hawaiian Island offense. Right. And they're sitting there doing some Mississippi or Louisiana analogy <laughs> of Dak Prescott and <laughs> – Who's going to run with Brandon Cooks? Yeah, exactly. Where you got Brandon Cooks here. Oh, my goodness. How in the world are we going to stop these guys? And with all these injuries, who's going to block Micah Parsons? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's pretty funny. But that's – I mean, we know that part. But in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league – Oh, this and will culture. be a cakewalk for the Dolphins. Yeah, they're going to run all over this Dallas right. defense. I mean, they had James, some guy, as Mickey would put it, some guy named James, James Cook, Cook. <laughs> who went for 179 against them. Imagine what Raheem will do in HN. This will be Denver all over again, 70 points. That's what they're saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's what they're saying. Points. Well, they scored 70 against Denver. Denver. And HN went for like 200 and something yards rushing in that game. No, I mean, this is the first time in the, that the team has been 10 and 4, the Dolphins, since 2000. And they haven't. Since 2000? Oh, 2000. My. They haven't, oh. in those 10 games, Beaten a team with a winning record. So it's the first time they've won, they've had a winning season in three, was it three or four consecutive years since Bob Greasy. Jimmy Johnson and no. Dave Wonstadt were the head coaches for seven years and they had seven straight winning seasons. Wow. How about that? 97 through 2004. So that's eight seasons. So yeah, that was a, one of the things they pointed out in their in their notes here. I think I circled it to make sure I got it accurate, right? Well, you better hurry if you're going to look that up. I'm hurrying. Past time here, and <laughs> I've got to go tape a segment of the Mike McCarthy show here. All right, Can so you, Mickey's got winning it. seasons go. last. Uh, Last four years, 10 and 6 in 2020, 9 and 8, 9 and 8, and 10 and 4. Four straight winning seasons since 1997 through 2003. So Jimmy had three of them, and Wonstadt had four of them. And how did Jimmy do when he matched up against the Cowboys in that? Was it, that was 1996, wasn't it? I think that was the first year. Yeah, 96. And the Cowboys. I, I was in Miami all week as we were leading up to that game. Won that game. Cowboys won the game. Twenty nine to ten. You know why the Cowboys won that game? Tell me. Because they had better players than the <laughs> Dolphins did. All right, that does it for this edition of Mix Shots, and we will shout at you again tomorrow on a fabulous football, not a Missouri fight song Friday. That's coming. Go Cowboys. Next Go Cowboys. That'll be next Friday, right? This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,